I was on my way to see my dying Aunt Becky, um, but she ended up getting a little better. Um, so I was in the car with my mom, my dad, and my grandmother, and apparently I was drinking a whole bunch of water, and I was the type of two-year-old that refused to pee on myself. So we stopped at the hospital to see my Aunt Becky, and then apparently I passed out. Mm. So they took me to the children's ward and they did a whole bunch of tests and they found out I had type 1 diabetes. Welcome back. This is episode number 151 of the Healthy Diabetic Podcast. Before we get started, please remember that nothing that you hear on this podcast should be considered medical advice or otherwise. Please always consult your medical team before making any changes to your diabetes management. Okay, we're jumping right in. So, today is episode number two of the Camp Hamway series, a series that I am creating on little, sti- you know, little, uh, what is it? what would you call this? Um, segments, no, not segments, segments, little segments, maybe segments, yeah, little segments, of conversations that I've had um, with these just incredible young campers uh, when I was a counselor at diabetes camp over the summer um, and also obviously we'll get you know some medical people on from camp we'll get uh, other parents on I've got some really cool episodes coming up with uh, perspective from the caregiver from the parents those are gonna be really fun um, but these ones from the campers are just, you know, the little, little segments of, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 uh, minutes long conversations about anything from their uh, diagnosis story, from uh, what they got going on in their life, what their management style is, what they've learned, what's been str- what they've been struggling with. Um, we get vulnerable. So these episodes are going to be really cool. So I'm really excited for you guys to start hearing uh, the, the, you know, from the words or from the perspective of these campers. So let's jump into today's episode. I got to sit down uh, in this episode. We, we got to sit down with Primaria and her brother, Kyle. Primaria is a type one and Kyle is her brother, a non-diabetic. And it was really cool. Their their uh, perspective on being siblings, uh, their perspective on each other. You know, one being diabetic, and one not being diabetic, um, and the perspectives on camp and how uh, that that's been going for both of them. Because this is a diabe- this is from the perspective of a diabetes camp, and Kyle's perspective of not being a diabetic and being able to be there and learn more about diabetes is, is super valuable to one himself but also his relationship with his sister. So this is a really good episode, really good conversation. So I can't wait for you guys to listen. So without further ado, let's get with Primeria and her brother, Kyle. Thank you, you two, for being on the show. Um, I was really bummed that we couldn't release the episode last year with both of you talking. So I'm pumped that uh, we're getting a chance to do this again. So just to start with, won't you both give me your names, give the audience, the listeners your name, um, and uh, we'll rock and roll and start from there. Okay? Okay. You're first, girl. Um, my name's Pamiria Parker. Uh, my name's Kyle Leathers. Okay. 
So um, you are type one. Yes. And you're here at camp with your brother, who is not type one. Yes. Okay. Tell me about that relationship. Um, like just our relationship? Yes. Tell me about that relationship, how important it's been since you were diagnosed to have your brother. I've seen you guys now for two years. I've got to meet you now for two two separate times. Um, and it seems like you both are very close. Yes, we are very close. Um, growing up, he was like really there for me and like he learned as I was going through the motions and he still asked me questions today talking about yeah. what are you doing? What's that device? What does it do for you? So I get to teach him every day what I'm doing. Um, he's really like my emotional support. I like, love it. He really means a lot to me. So That's awesome. What does it mean, Kyle? What does it mean for you to be able to be an emotional support for your sister? Um, uh, I think it's, it's like, it's a great thing. Um, I always have her back, like, especially after, uh, she was diagnosed with a type one diabetes. And like, the worst thing was that, like, when she would be like going high or low, like, I me like, I wouldn't know what to do because I didn't understand like about it, like what it was, how to take care of it. None of that. But, um, but yeah, I try to, uh, be there for, for, for any way I can. Yeah. I think when I met you last year, right, and I've realized as we were recording that you weren't type 1, I thought that was really cool because you're here at a diabetes camp where 90, probably 99% of the teens and people here are diabetic and you are not. So I think that is really cool that you're able to be here for your sister and meet a bunch of other people as you're here as well. So that's awesome. All right, girl. Um, let tell us your diagnosis story. When were you diagnosed? How long you've been diabetic? Let's hear this story. Okay. Well, I got diagnosed when I was two and a half. I was on my way to see my dying aunt Becky, um, but she ended up getting a little better. Um, so I was in the car with my mom, my dad, and my grandmother. And apparently I was drinking a whole bunch of water and I was the type of two year old that refused to pee on myself. And I still do (laughs) refuse to pee on myself. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you refuse to pee on yourself now. That's great. (laughs) Um, so we always was stopping and it was from Reynoldsburg all the way to Cincinnati. So it was a long drive because we drove slow. His grandmother still drives slow. (laughs) Um, but so. We stopped at the hospital to see my Aunt Becky, and then apparently I passed out. Mm. So they took me to the children's ward, and they did a whole bunch of tests, and they found out I had type 1 diabetes. And my mom was shocked. She was like, I don't really know what to do, because she was a type 2 diabetes, has type 2, and my grandmother has type 2 also. So no one knew what to do with type 1 in the family. Yeah. So it was like a huge weight put on their shoulders and I didn't understand till I was about five what was really going on. Mm-hmm. But my aunts tell me that I would ask, how many carbs is it this? And it was, that's pretty much it. it so, so you're diagnosed at two. Yes. That's crazy. Um, so you're diagnosed at two. How long did it take you to kind of really start taking control and understanding yourself how to deal with the, the condition? Um, understanding it, I'm still learning. So even after 14 years, I'm 
definitely still learning. There's always new things to learn about it. Yeah. Controlling it, I didn't take control of it until about three years ago. Okay. Myself, like all myself, my A1C, all that is on me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to accept that. Because I was like, I was tired of my mom being like, okay, it's time to change your pump. So I, <laughs> I'm like, I got it myself now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I like that. Cool. Um, th- uh, yeah, I think that this this scenario that you both have going on is is incredible. And I particularly love how you're talking specifically about taking ownership. Because I think that is something that we all don't necessarily do when we're, di- when we're first diagnosed. Um, a lot of us, it takes us a long time, me included, to really dive in and believe and understand that this is this is our journey, not no one else's, not anybody else's. Yes, if I'm eight years old or if I'm a young kid or even a young teen like you guys, and I've got a caregiver, my parents are helping me, my parents are keeping me safe, my parents are helping me to learn. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a point when you eventually take that burden off of your parents. And I don't even want to say burden because it's not really a burden. You take that responsibility back into your hands or into your hands. And that way you're able to roll with it and figure out what works for you even in a deeper sense. Because if you're diagnosed at two years old and you've had it for 14 years and you've kind of understood and and you're still learning things, but you kind of have in a groove of like, okay, this is how my life is working right now. This is how I'm able to keep my A1C where I want it to be. And, and, And that's a powerful thing when you have help. But it's also an important piece to understand that when those, when those reins are given now back to you or to you in this case, now it's your job to take over and you're ultimately going to probably figure out a different way that's working right now. Um, Kyle, think listening to her story, and I'm sure you've heard that story multiple times. How, like, what type of feelings do you get when you hear that her continue to tell that story? Were you part of that? Were you part of all that when it happened? I don't remember like specifically because, like, you know, I was very young. You I was, was actually, one. I'm younger than her, so yes, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. I was one years old. I um I actually like I grew up like not really like understanding like none of it like I would see like she had the little the little glucose like tablet things uh, that she would be uh so hold on so low. Hmm? you growing up with her did you try to steal her glucose tablet he oh did yeah steal. Oh, he yeah. didn't yeah, try to steal oh, no, I did yeah Half I was snatching gone and I was like where are they and he goes I don't know and he has a fistful of them I would be so <laughs> mad when when uh when she takes it from me so I'll be like why why can't He's I He's like have it's some? just sugar It's just sugar let me get That's some That's hilarious But um but yeah like uh the um the story is like I don't know I don't know like I don't know how I really like feel about it like I How just, do you feel about it now? How I feel about it now? Yeah What do you mean? Like, so when you were first, when she was first diagnosed, right? You're one years old. You don't, you're, you're not in an emotional state to understand what's going on, right? Now that you're older, you're very close with her. I mean, heck, you're here at a diabetes camp with her. How do you feel about it now being older? Um, it never really like changed like how I felt about it. Cause like I've always really had the same feeling. Cause like you know I've always known that she's had uh, 
type one diabetes since I was younger. But when she finally, when she decided to um, take me along with her to the camp uh, last year, uh, I got to learn more about the situation and start to feel more about um, like uh, like you know how she must have felt what she was going through when she was diagnosed mm-hmm. with um, that condition. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, so now that we're at camp, right? This is your second year, right? At camp? His second year. His second year. How many years have you been coming? Well, including the younger version, about 14 years. Okay, so. cool. So what is the thing, What what's something that's kind of stuck out to you and has been very impactful for you being at camp? Definitely the help you get and like everybody's diabetes is different. So your diabetes isn't going to be the same as another girl across the world's diabetes at all. And so whatever you do, what works for you, you have to do that, not what works for other people. Yeah. Yeah. What about you being a non-diabetic being here? What things have you learned? Um, I've learned about carbs, a bunch of carbs, uh, the stuff, like what uh, certain foods do for you, do for you um, how they affect like your blood sugar. And um, I learned like, you know, taking insulin and um, like uh, all the different like levels. Yeah. So. Nice. Um, if you guys could, if you guys had one or two, th- one to three things. Okay. We'll start with you first. Right. What are one to three things that you could advise or give advice to maybe someone that's in the same situation, a teenager, female, going with a lot of hormonal changes, all stuff, kind of stuff going on, trying to figure everything out. What piece of advice would you give them? Um, I would definitely say, don't worry about the world around you. Worry about yourself. I love it. Really. I'm so serious. Think about you before you think about anybody else. And then I would say, always take someone with you that you know is going to be there. Like my brother. He's always going to be there. And he's always behind the scenes. Has my back. Helps me. Reminds me of things. And then take your insulin and change your sight. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kyle, what about you? Coming from sibling, non-diabetic, what could you, what kind of advice could you give to that individual? I'll say definitely connections. Like, I feel like even like knowing someone who's a diabetic or a non-diabetic, like it helps, um, like knowing someone who like knows your condition, knows what you have to go through and knows, um, like how to handle it. And someone will always be like with you through it all because you know humans were like very like social creatures mm-hmm. we need to we need to have that connection with each other and you know like since there's like a very like small population of type 1 diabetics compared to type 2 like most people associated with type 2 mm-hmm. diabetes yeah and like i feel like it's important that the people you're around know like the type of things you need yeah love that man um, love that. Well, thank you so much, both of you. This was awesome. I'm so glad I got to connect with both of you again. Um, and uh, I can't wait for people to hear your guys' story. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, again, for tuning in and listening. These kids are just, they're so amazing in their vulnerability 
And I'm, I'm really excited for you guys to continue to listen to these conversations. And thank you, Kyle and Premeria, for coming on the show. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to both of you. A couple last minute things before I let you guys out of here. I just want to remind everybody that if you're listening to these episodes, whether it's the Camp Hamway series or any other episode that I put out and you really feel like the episode is giving you value and you want to share it with someone, I I encourage you and, and really ask you to share the show with someone that you believe is going to get some really good value uh, and be uplifted by these conversations. That's what this podcast is all about. Also remember that if you're not subscribed to the newsletter and you're really interested in continuing to get tidbits of information and tips and tricks about diabetes and and how I manage my management style and how I'm coaching other people to manage their management style, please sign up for the newsletter. The link is in the show notes. Also, if you are interested in possibly working with me, working side by side, partnering uh, with and, and you're interested in coaching, I'm always available for coaching. I've got an amazing 10-week program. I'm developing a nutrition program specifically for diabetics, and I'm really excited for these small little master classes that I'm putting together as well. So we've got the 10-week program, um, which just encompasses everything that I coach everybody about, everything I talk about. So please make sure that if you're interested, um, there's a link in the show notes as well for that. Just reach out, ask me questions about it. Um, schedule a discovery call and and let's chat let's chat about what you're doing and even if that discovery call turns into just a conversation i'm okay with that that's amazing i would love to connect with you so make sure that you guys go on to that in that link more than a1c um, or just you know reach out to me and uh, i'd love to connect thank you so much everybody for listening and i will see you guys next time